I think you're, uh, Laura, I think you're like an Amber Willow, Nina. Nina, I am offended. <laughs> Sabrina. Anubis, backwards. See what I did there? Hello, friends. Us editing here. Um, So we ended up making this a double episode. Really sorry. Did not edit last week, but now you get a double episode this week. So, yeah. Enjoy. Enjoy. <laughs> I'm here, too. We're in oh, the same room. Yeah, it's really exciting. Here. Well... <laughs> Anyway, hello! Welcome to another episode of Anubis Backwards Podcast. Today we are recapping Season 2, Episode 19, House of Hex, House of Stings, and, um, yeah, so just getting into the housekeeping. First off, shout out to the House of Anubis Wiki. I've been struggle blessing this week, but they really came through to me because most of these summary notes are just copied from them, supplemented by me, so shout out. Thank you to the House of Anubis Wiki. Second off, uh... Tazy is in a movie that comes out June 11th, Domino Battle of the Bones. Thirdly, happy birthday to Eugene Simon, who plays Jerome on also June 11th. So good day for both of them, I guess. So, guys, we open with the iconic intro, which I forgot to write in the notes, but it's fine. Then, Vera is still watching the kids in the living room, dining room area. Alfie is juggling, Jerome's just sitting there. Eddie's napping on the couch. Joy's on her laptop. Mars, baby, and Nina and Amber are sitting at the kitchen table doing homework. I don't know why, but everyone just like vibing in the common area was making me really happy. I was like, look at these people. These are my Love friends. They're all just vibing. <laughs> Love a squad. <laughs> Love a squad featuring Eddie asleep. <laughs> yeah, as he should. That's as- like the only time we see Eddie all episode, too. It's just like that one <laughs> moment on the couch. I didn't even notice him. That's the worst part. I was like, oh, he wasn't in this episode. Fired out from that football. The- <laughs> no, he's not. Me too. Also, I will note that Eddie in this scene is wearing normal clothes, so he did change out of his football outfit. However, Patricia, for a good chunk at the beginning of this episode, is still wearing her football outfit. She liked the outfit. So then Victor comes in and announces he has concluded his room searches. Alfie asks him if he has found any four-legged p- friends or web-footed warblers. Jerome steals the pet laxatives as Alfie continues to distract Victor and Vera. I just have a side note, and I don't know, like, I feel like everyone has, like, that outfit they associate a character with. Like, that one look that they're, like, they think of the character and they think of them in this outfit. And for me, this outfit is the one I think of when I think of Jerome. Interesting. The blue striped sweater with, like, the little bit of red on it. I do feel like striped sweater is very Jerome. But then I also, like, I think the outfit I think of for Fabian is his purple striped sweater. (laughs) We just love a striped sweater. We love a striped sweater moment. Patricia runs in and Victor intends to punish her for leaving, but Vera lets her off the hook. Oh, Sabuna has Patricia... (laughs) where she's been and she starts asking weird about it patricia doesn't tell the others that she lost her amulet nina says since victor is going to be at a staff meeting tonight that they should go down to the tunnels patricia suggests that they just practice a bunch of more times instead instead but nina says that they have already practiced and that they will be fine um first and foremost leave patricia alone victor she's done nothing wrong second point to vera for telling victor to chill i guess yeah um and lastly, Victor has, like, when they're talking about, like, oh, Victor's going to be gone. He has to go to a staff meeting. And that is, like, and Vera didn't. Well, was that a, like, a ploy for him to go down to the tunnels? I don't, I don't know. No, <laughs> it, was, it was a convenient plot device. That's really what it was. No, he definitely, because later Mr. Sweet also mentions that the staff meeting went long. So, like, there was a staff meeting. Oh, never mind. But, like, why was Vera not there? 
I don't know. Oh, well, because she's not, like, school... But then Victor's not school staff either. I don't know. Victor is just always at everyone, like, with everyone, so maybe. Victor just, like, puts his head in everything. Victor runs the staff meet. Well, okay. Well, I'm sure they actually probably have to leave someone with the kids. Like, I'm sure they can't be, like, completely Oh, alone. that's true. Oh, so maybe so. it's, like, they really need to go to the staff meeting. They're like, Vera has to stay. If we go with the theory that each house has, like, two employees... They probably, like, pick someone to, like, go from each house. That would make sense. That canon accepted. And obviously Victor would go because Victor is more of the headmaster than... Yeah. So then Fabian walks up to Amber and asks her for advice on how to deal with Joy. He says that her current advice isn't working. She tells him that the humane thing to do is ignore Joy because faced with a total lack of response, anyone would just give up. Fabian says, isn't that how Amber and Alfie got together? But Amber ignores him and just drags him out to give him more advice. Uh, this dynamic is so good. <laughs> it's so chaotic, but like in a fun way. Yeah. Fabian literally called her and Alfie out. <laughs> I know. Like, go off, Fabian. Patricia is in her room looking for her amulet. Mara asks what she's looking for, and Patricia says a thing. Mara offers to help Patricia look if she tells her what it is, but then they're interrupted by Vera, who knocks on the door and then tells Mara that Mrs. Andrews is looking for her. Um, I put Patricia is so frantic and then a bunch of sad faces. Amber tries to tutor Fabian on how to ignore someone. Fabian struggles when Amber pretends to act like Joy, so she tells him to just ignore her as Amber. Fabian manages to keep quiet as Amber says a bunch of things that she knows will annoy Fabian. I said this scene is comic genius. Um, Fabian was straight up ready to flee the country. <laughs> right? Like, this is the part where, isn't Amber, like, says something like, okay, this is what we're gonna do, and he's like, immigration? Because <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna bring out the big guns, and he's the same immigration. <laughs> immigration? <laughs> like, what are you gonna do? Get Joy deported? I think he was leaving. It's gonna pull Anina and just leave the country and not tell anyone. Okay, also, when Amber was trying to get Baby to react when she pretended to be Joy, she was like, I'm not an American. <laughs> Nina smells like books? <laughs> right. <laughs> what? I know what Fabian's into that. Leave him alone. Yeah. And then there's that one point during this entire scene where Fabian literally looks like he's gonna start crying. But like frustrated because <laughs> he's just like... Maybe when Amber's like trying to annoy I just think it's so funny. Amber's like pretending to be Joy the way she like does her voice. He's like, hey babes! Remember we did the blah, the blah. And we, did, and we laughed and the blah and then... But you should date me, not Nina, because I'm not American. I don't smell like books. <laughs> like Amber. Like I like how Amber. Just like Amber. This is supposed to be your best friend, and here you are, like you're roasting her worse than Patricia did when she first showed up. Right? What if Nina walked in? I feel like Nina would have been like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> that is so funny. The chaos. <laughs> Amber saying things like she said, like the steam engine and electricity being insignificant. Inventions in comparison to the thing. <laughs> so good. I was laughing the whole time, like literally laughing out loud. Oh, it's just like this this is one of the scenes that lives rent free in my mind. Like as soon as it started, I was like, ah, this it's this one. This is a good one. Mrs. Andrews asks Mara to investigate Vera as a piece for the website. Mara agrees, but Mrs. Andrews tells her that Vera cannot know about it and that Mara must keep it between the two of them. Fabian and Joy are doing chores as Amber watches. Fabian ignores Joy successfully until she gets her hand caught in a laundry rack. Fabian saves the day, but Amber is unhappy with him for caving. Joy calls him a hero and gives him a towel cape. Joy was, like, legitimately trying to open up to Fabian about, like, some of the trauma with the whole, like, I missed a year of school, was basically held prisoner or whatever. You call what happened to her in, like, season one. And Fabian is just ignoring her. And that shit hurts. Mm -hmm. 
It does. I like how she like was kind of making it a joke though. Like proper trauma response there, girly. Yeah. <laughs> okay, also then like when he like rescues her or whatever from like the whatever towel drying kit thing, whatever you want to call it. Um, he like they're talking and they're really friendly and then it gets really flirty really fast and it's like Fabian's what instigating it. Mm-hmm. Like boy. <laughs> Yeah, I just put, stop ignoring her no. frowny face. I feel like I'm on the circle. Stop ignoring her frowny face emoji. <laughs> hashtag Jabian. Hashtag. Hashtag <laughs> Fabian, stop being rude. Hashtag Fabian's rude. <laughs> um, but yeah, then it got really cute at the end. I'm like, Jabian? I know. Where's Brad? I need Brad to just pop out and be like, Jabian. This must have been hard for him. Because he's probably just like, Fabian, no, but he obviously isn't a writer. Or like, Fabian, just don't need it forever. Goodbye. Just make out with her. They do have good chemistry. They do. Then Mara goes to check on Jerome and the goose, and they find that the goose has relieved itself of the gym. Mara says that they should go wash it. So I took my notes this morning at work. I took them in two sections on my 15-minute break. Um, And this scene, I was, like, trying to eat my breakfast, as, you know, one does when they have to be at work at 5 a.m. and they need to eat. And um, I proceeded to not eat my breakfast. Yeah, it was really gross. <laughs> it was like the dripping part of it. I think that's what got to me. I know. It was like the consistency of like an egg. It was disgusting. I'm around animal poop at home with the whole living on a farm thing, and that doesn't gross me out. I just... Ugh. Jerome grabbed the gem out of goose poop with his bare hands. He does not put gloves on. He does not do like grab like a paper towel or like a doggy bag or like plastic bag or something that you would use to like grab animal poo or like grab something like he touches in the gym with his bare hands it is so disgusting it's gross like you think he'd like have put paper towel like kept paper towel on hand for this another gross thing i know that he put newspaper down on top of his bed but he left the goose poop on his bed like put newspaper down on the floor and left the goose poop on the like okay but it's clearly been like a night a, like right like time has passed since they first got the goose right yeah so like was the goose just like did he just let the goose sleep on his bed for a night yes, jerome was literally sleeping on the floor when mara walked in like jerome was sleeping on the floor and the goose was sitting on his bed i don't know maybe they thought it'd be like noisier on the floor or something i don't know i don't i don't i don't know there was no logic in the scene patricia goes into nina and amber's room and takes the spare amulet from the dollhouse she feels so guilty. Like, she's t- like trying to, like, tell herself, well, it's not, like, stealing, it's borrowing, I'll put it back, whatever. She's, like, talking to herself. Like, she feels guilty because, like, she, one, isn't admitting that she, like, lost the one she had. Two, she's, like, going behind their back to take the spare. And she feels bad. It makes me sad. Um, with Victor gone for the night, the Savannahs meet in the hallway to go into the basement and into the tunnels. Victor arrives home just as they sneak down to the cellar. Mara and Jerome are watching the gem in the girls' bathroom, and Mara goes to put soap in it, causing Jerome to drop it down the drain. Um, I don't know what, but there was, like, something in the scene where, like, Jerome and Mara started off being really cute, and then, uh, like, 30 seconds later, they stopped being cute. So, my note just says, Jara is cute, and then JK, I take it back. <laughs> I guess he gets kind of mad at her when it goes down the drain maybe that's what did it well she also yeah. was like super controlling which like is a valid girl but like also step on the brakes yeah just like let him do it also like the fact that they are washing the gem with a sink without like a stopper in it like 
Really? Y'all like thought that was smart? No brain cells. No brain cells. No one's getting any brain cells this <laughs> Honestly, week. <laughs> I don't think anyone is. No one's smart this week. And no one's shippable this week either, for that matter. JBN is right there. Oh, shoot. You're right. I forgot. <laughs> In the saddles, Patricia's the last one to be scanned with the light. It doesn't stop at her amulet. The others take a blend of Patricia back to the study. Patricia then admits to Sabuna that she lost her amulet and that the one that she had was the one from the dollhouse they're reluctant to leave her there but patricia tells the others to go on without her um once again patricia with a bunch of frowny faces also nina says something about like oh my god what if victor has it but like or what if victor gets it because like patricia lost her amulet and like just girly it's too late he already has it as patricia sits in the study victor enters the basement and opens the antechamber door and that is the end of the first half of our episode now for a break oh patricia then enters the tunnels so that she can warn the others and victor enters the tunnels using the real spare amulet patricia nearly walks into the chasm but then she finds the beam and crawls across it's a bad bitch and we should fear her also when she like comes around the corner and she like feels like the edge of the chasm she goes whoa big drop before like kind of like shuffling over to the bridge why was nobody building a safer bridge come on fabian enough time to like build a legitimate bridge <laughs> come on this is why he's not valedictorian i bet mara would have mara wouldn't have let them cross until they had a proper bridge yeah she'd have been like no safety first y'all but anyway uh patricia is incredible for this like what an icon what a queen truly an icon Fabian and Alfie crawl through the webs to two of the hooks with Nina and amber's guidance they wonder what the hooks are for and if they need to put something in the giant spider then Patricia comes up behind them and tells them that someone is coming and they need to hide. They ask who, but she doesn't know since she can't see. Phoebe and Alfie hurry back with frantic help from Nina and Amber. I just, the tunnels must be so long because Victor seems like he, like, he must have been walking in them for a while because Patricia took, like, a decent amount of time, I think, to get across and then move to the next room and then they had enough room to, like, or, like, enough time to, like, scramble or whatever and Victor's just like, do-do-do-do-do, I'm in the tunnels. <laughs> Yeah. Well, he might have been like trying to like check out like what was down there too. That's true. Might have been yeah. doing like a more thorough search. It just seemed. I know it was for suspense, but the wiki also mentioned this. The wiki was like, "This doesn't make sense." Victor like was right behind Patricia, and Patricia was walking really slow because she was blind. But then they had enough time to hide, and she had enough time to have a whole last conversation with them. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, maybe Victor was just wandering around like. Ooh, what's this bridge? Ooh, what's this room? What's that room? Yeah. And, like, did they have to crawl through that, like, creepy thing, or did that open up? It opened, like, the vent opens up, but they all had to get in there. Yeah, which is scary, like. <laughs> I also like that Patricia was in last. Like, put her in the middle. It was either her or Elfie that were last, so maybe they did put her in the middle. Maybe. Yeah, because it looked like she got out first and, like, came out. Like, they probably weren't, like, trying to make sure she got out first if they put her in first. Like, I would have put her in the middle for safety. Anyways, we're making this way deeper than it needs to be. <laughs> Victor crosses the chasm and finds the room with the web. He touches one of the silver threads and it stings him. He exits the tunnels and the Sabunas exit the small vent tunnel where they had hidden. They decide to go back upstairs. Okay, wait. I just thought of this. So the tunnels basically run under the entire school because they do lead into the chasm. I think they lead somewhere else. Into the library. So, like, yeah, they're really long because they lead all over the damn school. Um, someone, so when they kind of get out of the vent, someone asked Patricia who it was, and she's like, I can't see, remember? And it's funny. And I also kind of wish we got to see Sabuna, like, helping her, like, because probably, like, to bed that night, because it would have been soft. It would have been a good squad moment. 
I also feel like Alfie would have like fake pushed, tried to fake push her in, and like Amber probably would have smacked him. <laughs> but I think I think Alfie would have thought it was funny to like fake push her into. He the probably would have. Like troll Patricia. Um. Oh no, so Patricia. Nina, oh no, Nina is very protective of Patricia here. Like she's like. Like, they're all, like, trying to help her, but I feel like Nina is actually trying to help her. Like, she's, like, helping her walk. She's, like, super protective. Like, Nina's the one who ends up putting her in a bed, basically. Like, what? <laughs> At one point, it looked like she was, like, sandwiched between Nina and Amber. I love that. Like, to That's get cute. back across the chasm, it looked like she was sandwiched between the two of them. She's, like, the mom friend. I do feel like Nina is probably the mom friend. <laughs> Me too. Back in the house, Mara gets tools to take off the pipe of the sink, Jerome goes to smash the sink with a hammer, but Mara points out that people would notice that. He starts to use a wrench instead. I will say, though, why did Mara bring a hammer? <laughs> yeah, what did she think was going to happen if she brought one? <laughs> I'm just she said she found this one in the ledger room. <laughs> why? That's so funny. So, like, what did she think was going to happen if she brought them a hammer? Especially to, like, you... a teenage boy. In the library, Trudy asks Jasper why he chose her and not Vera as the assistant curator. He asks if she's jealous of Vera and says that it's only natural. He says that Trudy is more ambitious than Vera, that she was the most qualified for the job, and that he wanted her there. That's really weird, Jasper. How long have you known this lady that you're like, I wanted you here? Oh, see, I was like, this is cute. Go, Trudy. Hype her up. She deserves it. <laughs> Mar and Jerome continue to try to get the gem out of the sink. Jerome gets sprayed in the face with dirty water just before Vera walks in. Vera offers to get the pipe off when Jerome says he dropped something on the sink. Mara goes to interview Mr. Sweet, and Jerome waits for Vera to pull the pipe off. Jerome tells Mara that she is bailing on him, and it's just like her, and she mouths, sorry. I just, Jerome went zero to 100 real fast with this. Like, Mara has been helping him this whole time, and now Vera's here, and so she's gonna help him. And she has to go do something for the newspaper, so that's, like, a legitimate thing she has to go do, and Jerome's getting mad because she's, like, what, not standing there while Vera takes the pipe off? Like, That's a good point, because Mara has, like, bent over backwards to help Jerome with stuff for, like, episodes now. Multiple episodes. She's allowed to go do something if she had plans. Like, it's... <laughs> He's like, Mara, you always bail. Like, what does Mara always bail on him? Let me know. Right. She went to freaking jail with him to go see, see his dad. Like... <laughs> Um, then Nina walks into her room and Sabuna's asks how Patricia is. Nina says that Patricia is okay, just resting. The Sabuna decides that the three things that hang on the hooks in some sort of giant spider to put in the hole. They don't have any idea who is following them in the tunnels, though. They wonder if Patricia heard a voice. Nina says, just footsteps. Nina thinks it must have been Victor. Then they hear footsteps outside of the door and they find Jerome waiting there. Jerome screams. He makes up a story about how he is waiting to use the girls' bathroom because he is bored of the boys' bathroom. So that he doesn't have to mention the gem. Fabian wonders if it was Jerome in the tunnels. Nina says she's not sure, but she does know that Jerome is hiding something. I just loved in that scene when Jerome makes up his excuse, Alfie was like, yeah, yeah, I get that. I- <laughs> <laughs> like, totally serious. It's so funny. Alfie's trying to cover for Jerome. <laughs> like, I, 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 I think Alfie believed him. I don't even think he was like, yeah. just trying to help cover for him. He's like, yep. He's like, yeah, I can do this change of scenery sometimes too. People <laughs> <laughs> the board bathroom. I thought that. Alfie knew he was trying to get the gem and was, like, trying to, like, help him out. Okay, but also just, like, Jerome. You don't even have to be, like, I'm bored of the scenery. Just be, like, the sink's not working and Vera's working. Like, the sink was being funny and Vera's looking at it right now. Or, like, literally saying, I dropped something down the sink and Vera's fixing it. That's what he told Vera. Yeah, like, why did you just, like, why not just say Vera's fixing the sink in the boys' room? And that's why I'm up yeah, here. Like, like, what? No one is getting the brain cell this week. 
No one. Maybe if I say Andrews, I'll see the point. I was going to say Patricia simply for crawling across the... I was going to say Patricia, too. Yeah. But we're we're ahead of ourselves. <laughs> um, Mar- Mara asked Mr. Sweet about Vera. She's in his office at this point. Uh, Mr. Sweet says that Vera was the only applicant. Mara thinks that it's strange that she's the only applicant due to the fact that they advertised the position. Mr. Sweet replies that it wouldn't have mattered anyway since Vera had a glowing recommendation from Jasper. Mara decides that she needs to interview Jasper. Vera gets the pipe off and she takes the gem, telling Jerome that it's gone. As Jerome is looking in the pipe, Vera walks away with the gem, saying, how very collectible. Fuck off, Vera. I can't. (laughs) I'm so mad. And uh, that is the end of our episode. Now time to award the brain cell of the week. Um, Everyone was being real stupid. (laughs) They all actually get negative brain cells this week. I think Patricia gets it. I think everyone else is getting negative one. I'm literally putting negative one down on my chart. Yeah, I would say Patricia too because she like really did help them out in the tunnels. Like, yeah, Patricia came through. Was good under pressure, pulled through. And for the ship of the week, Javian. Um, yeah, who gave us to Javian? They were flirty. No one else was. And so for our game, we decided that we are going to like sort the songs from Sour by Olivia Rodrigo. To House of Anubis characters. So the first song is Brutal. I would say Joy. I say all of them. Or honestly all of them, yeah. I would say everyone, but I want to make a video to like all the girls, but I really like, if I were to only have to pick one character, I would put Patricia. It does have Patricia vibes because it's like a pop punk song. It yeah. does, yeah. I think lyrically it probably is a little closer to Joy, but like, mm, yeah, just the, the vibes. vibes. Patricia. Yeah. The vibes. So the next song is Traitor. Um, Mick Burr, or specifically Amber to Mick. Ooh. Oh, true. Because I was trying to think for this one earlier, and I was like, well, all the cheating situations we had, like, they actually cheated. So it's not like, guess you didn't cheat, but that's true. Like, no. Mick was flirty flirt with Mara while him and Mara were together. And then... and then just, like, moved on. Do I raise you Jerome, Mara, and Joy? But, like, true. Joy is the traitor, technically, because Ooh. she wasn't supposed to, like, actually like yes Jerome, Jerome yeah. cheated on her and like but like he wasn't supposed to actually move on from her afterwards yeah yes. especially with like the person who wasn't who's just supposed to break his heart so uh driver's license <laughs> Jabian. oh uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i think we decided it was Jabian's song when it first came out yeah. too so um one step forward three steps back don't have a thought on patricia and Ed. no because it's like the relationship's a little bit more abusive I was gonna say Jara. This is kind of toxic. Yeah, I was gonna say it's it's really not a healthy relationship. Or it could even be Jabian, because like J- yeah. Joy's just trying to like be his friend, and Fabian's being so wishy washy. Like, you know, do you love me? Yeah. Hate me? Want me? Boy, I don't. Jara or like Amphie almost. Yeah, but it would be. Oh yeah, like Alfie's point of view. Um, the next song is Deja Vu. Um, Jara Joy. Same. Yeah. Like Mara's point of view. Mm-hmm. Good for you. Probably also Mara. Uh, Mara, but also, like, it's just, it's, I feel like the entire album is just, it's either Mara and Jerome or Joy and Fabian. That's, yeah, that's I was going to say it would be Javian too. <laughs> I feel like the angrier breakup songs are Jara, but like the more depressed ones yeah. are Javian. Mm. Yes, that's a good take. So, um, enough for you. Uh, um, Joy, Joy to Fabian. Exactly. <laughs> Didn't Grace tweet something like R.I.P. House of Anubis Joy would have loved Sour? Yes, <laughs> yeah, because that was just like accurate. Um, happier. I think we're all just gonna say Javian, right? 
I would also say Jara. Or Jara. Or Or it could be Mick Burr, too. (gasps) I I raise you. I raise you. I raise you. Petty. But when he and Eddie are doing their mystery thing and Patricia doesn't know what's going on. Oh, yes. I, I, I tried to mix it up, so that's where we got that from. Next up is Jealousy Jealousy. Joy. <laughs> Joy to me. Trivia Amira in this episode specifically. <laughs> Patricia to everyone when she can't see. I'm sorry, that was a terrible joke. No, yeah. I feel like Joy, especially like in season one when she's like not around. Besties, we are on favorite crime. Which this is a sad song, but consider it is a Jara song. What if it was Jerome and Willow, and Willow's like, I hope Wait. it was your favorite crime. Wait, Ooh. that is a good one. Mm-hmm. Well, I hope it was your favorite crime. Use me as an alibi. I crossed my heart as you crossed the line, and I defended you to all my friends, and now every time the siren sounds, I wonder if you're around. I can see Jerillo. I, I like it. Or I like Willow. how we're... What do I we like call how, Willow. I like Willow. how we're, like, we're like reaching, because we're trying to mix it up here. I know, I'm like, we can't say JB <laughs> again. <laughs> we can't say Darwin again either. <laughs> So um, we are on the last track, which is Hope You're Okay, which... Me uh, to all of them! I hope they're all okay. <laughs> Same, but since, since it's the gay anthem, we gotta just go with our lesbian savior, KT Rush. Literally, <laughs> <laughs> me to all of these characters, but I really think they need therapy. I really hope they're okay. I hope that they're okay. Address the letters to the holes in my butterfly wings. I, I love you and I hope you're okay. This, this is why Mick was did better leaving. He didn't get any of the trauma. I know. He's probably living his best life. Mick is like in Australia surviving. Everyone else is not having a great They have a random like anniversary or they like Mick runs into someone he's visiting England for something and like I don't know. I think like Alfie. He needs to run into Alfie because it just would like, be funnier if it was like someone he wasn't super close with and Alfie's like yeah he's like living at the, that school was worse and Alfie Mick's like yeah it was great like what are you talking about? And Alfie's like, you don't even know. It's like, I hope you okay. <laughs> Mick's like, buddy? He's like, oh, I actually just uh, got back from my therapist. <laughs> yeah, um, the school's founder actually was a demonic, basically a demon. He lives in Egypt now. Mick's like, is it, isn't he like dead? No, he was crawling. He was just chilling in like a tank. <laughs> As one does. As one does. This show is so weird. It is, but I love it. Yes, they got possessed, and they all almost died, and they all turned into sinners. Yes, it was on Nickelodeon. The Nickelodeon way. Anyway, if you're still listening, because we have gone feral, um, thank you for listening to this whole thing. Uh, by Olivia Rodrigo. Please keep streaming our podcast, even though we've all lost our shit. Backwards. So, yeah, thank you, everyone, again, for listening. And we'll see you next week, Sabuna. To quote our dear friend Grace, R.I.P. House Vanubis, Joy would have loved sour. All right. Welcome to part two of our special double episode that we just now decided is going to be a double episode. (laughs) Yeah. Sorry, guys, about last week's episode. Work got very unexpectedly very busy, so I could not edit, but I'm working on it. So we're just making this a double episode. Yeah, by the time you're listening to it, you should have already listened to part one, so it's all good. But in case, I feel like we've talked about this, but in case you didn't know, um, all three of us already have full-time jobs um, on top of producing this podcast. Plus, like, you know, we're adults trying to adult, so uh, sometimes things happen, and the podcast has to come last, unfortunately, but it is what it is. Mental health comes first, and work often has to come first, so 
Thank you for being patient with us. Work, mental health, <laughs> my 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 eight million animals, the podcast. <laughs> so today, or not? Well, we're already in today. This is part two of the episode. This part of the episode, we're going to be recapping House of Double Cross, House of Wires. But first, we'll do more housekeeping. Okay, so um, Alexander Ship is going to be in a Netflix movie later this year called tick tick boom it's a musical andrew garfield and vanessa hutchins are also in it um there's not a release date but i'm gonna if i had to guess i would say december because they released the prom last december so i just i'm feeling december so they just released the trailer we did link it on our twitter if you want to check it out i think it looks kind of cool it does look cool of the cast news like of the cast of the cast trailers we've had recently that would be the one i'd be more inclined to watch I like musicals. Plus, I always forget that Allie's friends with Vanessa Hudgens, and they always post on Instagram together, and I'm like, this is my world's colliding. It's so funny, because I was a huge High School Musical fan. That's the second project they've been on together in 2022, or 2021, sorry. Because they just did that Tribeca Film Festival movie. Yeah, I think they're just close friends, so maybe that's why they keep ending up on projects together. <laughs> Probably. The other important thing is that the Touchstone of Ra year anniversary is coming up, so that's going to be June 17th. Happy Ooh. anniversary, Touchstone of Ra. I can't believe Happy it's been eight years. Which also means it's been eight years since I graduated high school, and I hate it here. Oh my god. Wait, we need to watch Touchstone of Ra on Thursday night. <laughs> Sorry to run us <laughs> Yes, Laura! Can you FaceTime me? We'll have four. We'll we'll FaceTime Emily and sorry to Brenna's roommates, <laughs> but also in the past. Yeah, I was gonna talk about this. Um, if you're listening to this on Friday, the day it comes out, um, me and Laura will be hanging out together in Florida and getting ready for Taylor Swift bar night. I'm so excited. What? Uh, that's the girl summer. This is like my first big like <laughs> event, I guess, since pre-pandemic. Ooh, it's very exciting. But yeah, Meanwhile, we're gonna be I'm missing Emily. I know Emily's. We need to. We're gonna do a group thing soon. I say I. I use the flower show as my like test event for like trying to be comfortable around people. <laughs> there were lots of people. Uh, this weekend I went to the flower show in Philly where there are not very many flowers, but I did get to see our good friend Sarah from the Buckos. So that's nice. Yeah, I also got to see another Twitter friend this weekend too. I got to meet Britt, who was actually. I think you guys met her through House of Anubis, but for some reason, I never talked to her back in the day, but then we became friends like last year. So then I got to meet her in person for the first time. And it's just, I love being an adult and just being able to go meet people from Twitter whenever I want. I know. It's wonderful. (laughs) (laughs) And I even like, I told my mom, I was like, oh yeah, meeting my Twitter friend. And she's like, great, have fun. Versus like 2012, I remember trying to beg her to meet one of my Tumblr friends. And she's like, I don't know. Like, are they real? (laughs) Yeah. It's like, yes, we talk really in depth about House of Anubis. They are not catfishing me. (laughs) I feel like the one thing, though, is in, like, 2021, we have more ability to, like, FaceTime and, like, confirm we are people. That's very true. Whereas in, like, 2012, 2013, like, a lot of the technology was still newer. 2012, I could not have been, like, bye, mom. Gonna go stay at my internet friend's house for the weekend. Go and peace out. My mom would have been, like, no, you're fucking not. Meanwhile, I I also love that my parents keep asking me, like, when are you going to Disney? Like, oh, well, sometime. Hopefully in the fall. We're working Hopefully on it. Hopefully in the soon. fall. But uh, anyway, shall we get to the episode? Yes. We're... I guess. Awesome. That's why they're here. <laughs> no, we'll just we'll actually just talk about our lives for 40 minutes. <laughs> All right. So we start with the iconic intro. 
still iconic. My one little dose of Bobby Lockwood a week because he's still in the intro. Uh, the episode opens up and Amber and Nina are walking in the hall going over what they know about the web task. There's a poisonous web, three hooks, and a spider-shaped hole. Um, Amber has a line, and I don't know if she thought, like, she was like, I'm always hoping the task would be about mermaids or baking. And so she's, I just, it was so funny. But, like, also, girl, you're an adult, you're an adult teenager. <laughs> Imagine there was a mermaid task, though, and this became a House of Anubis H2O crossover. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even watch H2O. I've always meant to, but I feel like really? that would have been fun. Me too. Yeah. It's on my Wait, list. It's been on my list for years. Well, okay, so we make Laura watch the zombies movies this weekend, and she makes us watch season one of H2O. I think it's only fair. I know. I also need I to watch that... Lemonade Mouth and All Three oh, Descendants, too. So. I still wonder how you haven't seen the Descendants trilogy. I know. I'm a fraud. What kind of Disney employee am I? So Poppy walks by, and Amber says hi, but then she notices that she's wearing an amulet. Poppy says it's nothing, and then we see a flashback of her picking it up in the grass while Patricia is looking for it in the bushes. It goes back to the hallway, and she says that her brother gave it to her, and she walks away. Poppy is so shady, but, like, I love her. She learned from the best. I like how Amber and Nita, like, see Poppy in the hall, and they're like, Hey, Poppy! What's up? I'm like, suddenly they're besties with Poppy. I would be besties with Poppy, too, so, like. Victor is in his office, nursing his injured hand. Veer comes in to help, and Victor says that he thinks the next task would be better suited for the young and nimble. Vera says to let them do all the work. Vera, like, started to, like, massage his shoulder, massage, massage his shoulders, and it was really, really weird and creepy. Why is Vera flirting with Victor? I hate it here. Yeah, I'm just blacking all of these moments out. It's, it's fine. Alfie and Jerome are at the lockers, and Jerome still can't stop thinking about the gem. He doesn't understand how it could have gone down the drain. Then it hits him that Vera might have it, and then suddenly Nina grabs his arm and drags him away. And just like, wow, guys, I love Jarena. My note in all caps just says, Jarena! Um, my first note was that Jerome asked them if this was a strange girl acting strangely club, which I thought was funny. My second comment was... This is an OT3. Why is Jerome, Nina, Amber not a ship? I know, ship it. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. You're right. You're right, and you should say it. (laughs) So Jerome asks Amber and Nina, like we just said, if they've started a Strange Girls Acting Strange Club because it's going really well. Um, They tell him that Poppy is wearing a necklace that belongs to them and that she said that he gave it to her. Jerome says that he did give it to her. And then Jerome's like, well, since you guys lost it, it's Poppy's now. And then he walks away. Um, Jerome's a good brother like he has no clue what's going on but he's immediately just like yes whatever Poppy said is true <laughs> so on that I mean you know you made the note but follow up to my previous note in the last paragraph Jamber and I don't know if it's the scene or like the next Jerome scene but there's a lost property sign like in clear like clear like behind Jerome when he's talking I don't know again I can't remember if it's this one or the next one but there's a lost property sign behind Jerome that's kind of ironic, <laughs> given the conversation. I Actually, I think it might be the next scene with Poppy. Jerome confronts Poppy outside and holds up the amulet. Poppy swears she didn't steal it. Jerome says he believes her, but that it still belongs to somebody else and a good person would give it back. Poppy hands it over to Jerome and says that he's changed. When she walks away, Jerome looks at it and says it will come in handy. In the lounge, Fabian and Amber are sitting on the couch. Joy waves at Fabian from the stage, and Fabian suddenly can't take it anymore and says he's going to march over there and tell Joy that he won't go out with her because he still has feelings for Nina. Amber asks if he really thinks that's going to work, so then Fabian just walks over and we can't hear the conversation. 
when he comes back, he tells Amber that they're going to the movies. And then that's the end of the scene because he just like rushes out. Um, so 2012, me wrote a fic about Joy and Fabian's conversation since we can't hear it. And that was my first House of Anubis fic. Fun fact. And uh, I think we Ooh. might read it for a bonus episode on our Patreon. So if you want to hear us reading some fic, <laughs> go check that out. My note, first note was, I really like Amber's energy in the scene. It's like a little chaotic, but like, I just like her vibes in this scene. Also, Fabian really just needed to trust himself, like his own instincts in the scene, instead of listening to like Amber or like anything. But also Fabian's like scared of the girls. He is scared of them. He is. So like him trying to like turn Joy down, even if Amber hadn't just like maybe planted that little ear, like worm in his ear, probably still wouldn't have done anything. He actually probably would have gotten engaged. Let's be real here. He would have gotten <laughs> oh like, God. I don't like you. And she would have been like, wow, Faze. And he'd been like, let's get married. Am I wrong, though? No. Maybe Brad would have been loving that. He really is. It's so funny. Fabian Endgame. Brad, where you at? Also, like, I thought it was funny because Fabian literally rolls up to him and like, we're going to the movies and then just zooms right out. I don't know why I wrote Amber is so mean to Joy like she is, but she's not being particularly mean to Joy here. I don't know. I mean... I don't think Amber, like, Amber gets meaner to Joy. I don't think Amber's being mean to Joy. Yeah. She's not being mean to Joy right I don't now. think Amber's, like, trying to, like, it's not like Amber's telling Fabian not to go with Joy because she's Joy. He's tell- she's telling him this because, like, he doesn't want to. And he just yeah. doesn't have the sign to, No, like, she wasn't actually being mean to Joy here. Something. I'm questioning why I wrote that. Yeah, like, she's mean to Joy, but not right now, really. Like, right now, I feel like she's more trying to help Fabian out. I think she's trying to protect Nina, too. That's a big part of it. I also just thought the we're going to the movies part was funny. Oh my gosh, you know what they should have just done? Paid Jerome to let Joy down for Fabian. That would have been really Ooh, funny. Joy. Especially given season three. <laughs> I feel like if it, like Fabian just rolled up to like Jerome with five dollars, like can you just like tell Joy I'm not interested? Jerome would have been like, sure. Yeah. Then he then he goes up and is like, Fabian's not interested, but I will be. Just just give me a year. Just give me a year. I need to like go through my Mara phase and then I'll I'll, I'll be back. Call me. <laughs> All right, so this next scene. Emily, are you ready? Are you strapped in? I'm not. <laughs> Hands and feet inside the ride at all times. Thank you. My feet are off the bed. <laughs> all right, so Eddie and Patricia are polishing silver in the dining room. Patricia is looking straight ahead, and Eddie asks if she's okay and if she can see. She lies and says yes, but then she goes and starts polishing an apple. And obviously he's like, what are you doing? So she admits that she's not exactly 20-20, but it's just an eye infection. So Eddie starts waving a hand in front of her and is like, can you see me? And she's like, oh, I can kind of just see like a massive blurry blob. And then he's like, that's the nicest thing you've ever said to me. So then he starts getting closer and he's like, can you see me now? And he gets a little bit closer and he's like, how about now? And then he like keeps getting closer and closer. And then she's like, Eddie, I need to tell you something. And then he's like, what? And she kind of pauses. So he leans in like really, really close now. And then she just goes like, your breath stinks. Like get away from me. And then obviously he pulls away, but they were so close to kissing. And the scene was so good. The tension is so good. If you think I'm going crazy, like Emily was losing her mind that entire time. I wish it was recorded. (laughs) (laughs) I need you all to know. Like I obviously took notes on the entire episode, but each petty scene, there's like seven, eight notes I just took. And a lot of it's just like, so, first of all, it all caps, a massive blurry blob. Second, I love them so much. <laughs> this is all in caps, is why I'm yelling, y'all. Hey, Siri, play Kiss the Girl from The Little Mermaid. Oh, no, 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 Siri, don't actually oh, no. play with that. In <laughs> all caps, I'm fragile. I have, they're so cute, not in all caps, mind you, but they're so cute with multiple exclamation points, and 
OMG, no. She said his breath stings. Stressed out. (laughs) So Amber tracks down Fabian in the hallway and yells at him for agreeing to go to the movies with Joy. Then Nina walks up with Alfie and says Jerome won't help him get the amulet back. She asks Alfie if he has any ideas. He tells them about the gem and they think if they can get it, they can do a trade with Jerome. Okay. So Amber and Fabian are probably like one of like the better dynamic, like friend dynamics of the show. Because, like, their energy, like, is so different. But, like, when they're having, like, these friendshipy scenes, like, I don't know. It's, like, it just works so well in a very entertaining way. I agree. They just really hit it off well. And I think we mentioned this, too. I think it's par- partially just, like, Brad and um, Anna's, like, acting chemistry, I guess. They just, like, yeah. play off of each other so well. Jerome sneaks into Vera's room and starts looking for the gem. Nina and Fabian are already there and pop out of the closet. They say they're surprised he didn't get there faster, but he was right about where it was hidden. He asks what they're talking about, and Nina holds out her hand with the gem. He goes to grab it, but she says, not so fast, and pulls her hand away. He asks what's going on, and Fabian explains that they want to trade the gem for the amulet. Jerome agrees, and they make the trade. I don't know why, but for some reason, this scene is like a Jarena scene to me. Like, I always think of this scene as like a peak enemies to lovers thing for them. <laughs> Even though Fabian's there too, but I'm just like, oh my gosh, yes, like Jarena. See, um, you say that, but like... My note was there is so much sexual sexual tension between all three of this, them in this scene. It's literally like all three of them. So many OT threes this episode. I know. I <laughs> wrote OT threes. OT threes. Okay, Grace. I think Jerome has sexual tensions with all of them in this episode because he had sexual tension with Nina, <laughs> Baby, and Amber. Like, what's going on? Jerome is a horny bastard this week. Jerome is a horny bastard every week. Let's be real. <laughs> That's true. Let's be real. I mean, you're not Except for wrong. those, like, two weeks in season three when Mara takes the title. I mean, yeah, you're right. Then you can't forget Patricia Nutty and House of Rainbows. Oh, no. That was their week to be horny bastards. <laughs> I mean, they're all teenagers, so, like, I, I guess. I guess. I said the transition camera angle, why? Like, when they cut to the scene, they cut to a shot of, like, the Anubis house side, but it was, like, really tilted. And it bothered me. They're just like, this is my art. Yeah. Jerome and Mara walk up to the awards cabinet at school so Jerome can replace the gem. Then they realize that the spot for the Frobisher shield is empty. Back at the house, the dollhouse starts lighting up again. Nina looks inside and finds a clue about the spiderweb task taped to the wall. Sankara appears and warns her that the raven is approaching the mask. She says that Nina belongs to her now and that, and then she makes Nina's mark hurt as a threat. Um, This is kind of dark. Like Sankara straight up being like, let me put pain on you right now just to like manipulate you i'm like cool we love a kid show <laughs> me taking my notes at like 5 a.m like nina's being haunted by two ghosts because she's like loki being haunted by sarah and then also sankara that's a good point is the good ghost evil ghost i mean sarah's not haunting her sarah's like guiding her but like sarah come on like protect your girl i tweeted this too but nickelodeon really played themselves because the opportunity to sell anubis house dollhouses was right there oh man people would have went crazy for that i think i would have wanted one as like a 17 year old watching season two but also all the children watching probably would have been like yeah creepy dollhouse (laughs) played themselves and played us because i would love to have an anubis house dollhouse they could have also sold it with, like, all of, like, the kids. Yeah, oh, that would have been so cute. Like, instead of the little Sarah and, like, the Furbisher Smice figurines they have, but they have, like, little dolls of the kids. Would have been this. How- yeah. The House of Anubis got no merch. It would have And then, flapped. if there's a little drawer 
with an amulet, like a oh twin. Oh my god! Nickelodeon, hit us up if you want merchandise. Hire us for product development, Nickelodeon. We're ready. Honestly, this is bad. This is my brain went there, but Sinkara is like Nina. You belong to me, and my my head goes Siri. Play, you belong with me. <laughs> Sinkara, Nina, you belong with me. Video. Where? Nina, you okay? Sinkara, no. Um. <laughs> Well, anyway, that is the end of part one. Nina is back at school telling Fabian, Amber, and Alfie about Sankara. Fabian thinks Victor might be the raven she's referring to, but they're confused because Jerome had the amulet. Fabian then starts reading the clue again, and Alfie thinks it's referring to the suit of armor that used to be in the Frobisher library, since scholar is just an old word for nerd. Fabian immediately jumps in and says, just because he spends a lot of time in the library does not mean he's a nerd. (laughs) Fabian got so defensive, it was so funny. (laughs) Nobody even called him a nerd. He was just like, um, excuse me. I love him. The horse poster is super visible behind Fabian. So like, horse boy Fabian? Question mark, question mark, question mark. On that carousel horse thing in Nina's room. He's coming. He's like, I know Nina. how Nina feels about horses. And I know that Jerome is a horse boy. So I like, gotta step up my game. He's trying to. It occurs to me. In this scene, that no one is helping Patricia and her blind ass. Like, w- no one is helping her. Really? Like, yeah. obviously, we see, like, very soon that she's not blind still, but, like, why is no one looking out for her? I like to believe that she's still doing chores with Eddie. I mean, she and they're just flirting. They're, they're flirting somewhere. Joy's probably, like, across the room just to make sure Patricia, like, doesn't, like, hurt herself on something, but just, like, watching knowingly, like, my girl. Plus, you know, Eddie would help her. Like, he'll make fun of her the entire time, but he'd, he'd help her. He'd probably, like, accent, like pretend he's going to walk her into, like, the edge of a table and then not, and then be like, LOL, got you. Honestly. Am I wrong? No. I love them. He wouldn't intentionally hurt her, but he would, like, make her think she was about to get hurt. Nina is braver than I because she is wearing a skirt and not, like, a long skirt. Because sometimes I will if I'm wearing a long skirt, but she's literally sitting on the stage with her legs crisscross applesauce in a skirt. Like a short skirt. So she's braver than I. Very bold. <laughs> Very bold. Very bold. I mean, Maybe she has shorts under. Massive nerds. And then I said, so I spend a lot of time in the library, Fabian. Rest in peace, House of Us, Fabian. What the book <laughs> Fabian, biggest book host, Stan. All right. So Jerome approaches Mr. Sweet in the hallway and asks why the award shelf is so bare. Mr. Sweet says the Frobisher shield used to be in there, but they lost it after the gem was stolen. They mentioned the goose in the scene, but like once, I think we, I don't know if we talked about this on the podcast. We, I'm sure we did, but where did they get the goose? Jerome where did the goose go when they put it away? <laughs> I, it wasn't even Jerome, it was Elfie. Elfie apparently knew where to get a goose. Elfie just knows the guy. Also, Mr. Sweet was like being so dramatic, like when he was like telling Jerome about like how they lost the shield. It was like, oh, extra. All right, Patricia is walking in the hallway when Eddie grabs her from behind and tells her to watch out. She immediately yells at him and he realizes that she can see again. He says she better be careful because she almost kissed him in detention yesterday, says that she can give it another go if she wants. She says to name the time and the place and she'll make sure she's on the other side of the planet. Eddie then gets serious and says that he's lowered his force field and that all she has to do is drop the act and lower hers. She tells him to leave her alone, so then he relifts his force field and storms off. Joy was apparently watching the whole thing and shakes her head. Patricia, just stop. Like, just be honest with him. Lower your force field. Swoosh. Swoosh. Once again, and all all of my notes are in caps. Um, Babies, I've, I've lowered my force field. A thorny face with a bunch of, like, the sad portion of it. And then I just was like, Joy just staring at Patricia like, girl, why are you like that? 
Tag yourself, I'm Joy. Also, I'm Saul. I, mean, I really cannot believe that I would be Patricia in this. I'm Patricia in this friendship. That would be I'm me Eddie, with Eddie. Here I am lowering my force field. Actually, yeah, I am Eddie because I tried to do that and it backfired. So. <laughs> in this specific scene, I'm Joy. <laughs> well, you're Joy because you're not a homewrecker. <laughs> oh, wait, Mara's not a homewrecker. Mara just had her homewreck. Yeah. We just decided that, like, you are Mara and Joy, and I am Patricia, and I just, if nothing will ever sum up the podcast as much as that. <laughs> Do we alternate which one of us is Mara and which one? Mara and Joy are both way smoother than I am. I will give them that. Okay, Joy, so are you, are you Nina then? I think you're, uh, Laura, I think you're like an Amber Willow, Nina. Nina? I am offended. <laughs> 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 that's you're not just Nina. That's too boring. An Am- I said an Amber Willow. Ni- I don't know if you're really a Nina. Maybe like an Amber Willow. I think Amber Willow KT. I do not. Oh yes, KT. I do yes. not claim Nina. I will claim KT. <laughs> and I'm a, I'm a Mara Joy. Yeah, I have the flirting I'm, skills. I'm a Mara Sun Joy Rising. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Fabian Venus. I am a. I'm probably a Patricia Venus. I'm probably a Willow Rising though. Mara goes to the Frobisher Library to interview Jasper. She starts talking about Vera, and he tries to brush up the questions before he just, like, leaves the library. Just abruptly. Patricia is complaining about Eddie to Joy, and when she finishes, Joy just goes, Wow, you've got it bad. Patricia asks if she overplayed it, and Joy says she only picks up on it because they're close, but to everyone else it looks like pure hatred. She says that she needs to tell Eddie that she likes him, or he'll lose interest. Patricia says that she wants to, but every time she tries, she ends up saying something mean, so it makes her feel horrible when he's nice to her. Then the camera pans to the side, and we see Eddie was eavesdropping on the conversation the whole time. If Amber is the biggest Fabina shipper, then Joy is the biggest petty shipper. And I love that. Um, Also, I just love the look on Eddie's face when he realizes what they're talking about. Like, he looks so happy. It's really cute. Um, My first note is Patricia with a sad face. And then my next three notes are in all caps, because I feel like I need to clarify when there's a petty scene and my notes are in all caps. Get out of my face! Get, wow, get out of my face, Eddie Freak. I am soft for them. Did you know? Did you know? No, I didn't. And then Eddie Spine. I love he. And I wrote all besties about Joy and Patricia. And then Eddie, I like you, you're cute and all that stuff. What Patricia wants to say, apparently what Patricia actually said, is not that. I mean, my version of flirting would probably be get out of my face. <laughs> so... Mara walks into Vera's room and talks into her recorder about how she couldn't find any information about her online, so it calls for a more extreme course of action. She starts digging through Vera's things, and she finds a business card that matches something on her resume. Suddenly, Vera comes in and catches her. Mara tries to say that she was just looking for her, but Vera says if she catches her in her room again, words can't describe how unpleasant she can be. Um, This was really uncomfy, because right after that line, Vera, like, stroked Mara's face and said something. I forgot what she said, but, like, It was so uncomfortable. (laughs) Like, why would she touch her? It was so... Mara in Sabuna? I don't know why I said this. I don't even watch this up. Blake Manor, more like Blake Hosley High. (laughs) I don't even know what Blake Hosley High is. Not fake. I don't know. Also, OMG, this is so scary. Mara leaves the attic a little shaken. Amber and Alfie come running by and say hi, tapping her on the shoulder. She drops some papers from Vera's room and runs away. The papers are the last chapter of the Book of Isis. First of all, not important, but I just really love Mara's outfit. She's got this cute little skirt on with a Peter Pan collar shirt and a cardigan. 2012 Brenna would have been all over that. Very cute. And um, also, I would like to know what Amber and Alfie were up to. They really ran into her. They were... Like, 
I think they were just running to the Sabuna meeting that's about to happen, but I was like, why are they running? This like they're just they looked like they were like playing tag or something. I would be a little concerned though if my housemates were like running through the house, but she didn't really seem that concerned. She was traumatized. Like she had bigger things to worry about. Yeah. Sabuna is meeting in Nina and Amber's room. Alfie and Amber report that they didn't find anything in the library. Fabian's research found that the riddle definitely has something to do with armor. Amber makes fun of him for being a nerd again, but he points out that nerds were responsible for the wheel, email, and more. Nina then suggests that they check behind the painting of the throw with her smives because the reference to foundation in the riddle could mean founders. Sorry if you could not follow this summary, besties, because I could not follow what they're doing with this clue. So I was just kind of like, okay, this is what they decided to do based on the clue that I can't remember. Fabian looking up name meanings. Then I wrote, wow, suspicious. I think Patricia was, like, hyping Fabian up and calling him not a nerd or something. I don't know. <laughs> the wheel email. And then, uh, Alfie says that he gets hassled because he wants to be a ninja. <laughs> Go off, Alfie. Sabuna runs out and Victor tells them to walk. Then he stops when he sees the final book of Isis chapter on the ground. Besties, it's sus. They, like, it's so sus that they all, like, went running down the stairs together. Mm-hmm. Did none of them think of that? Yeah, that's pretty sus. <laughs> no brain cells. Downstairs, Sabuna is removing the Frobisher painting from the wall. Alfie pulls the wire that it was hanging on, and a giant spider falls from the ceiling. Fun fact, you can go buy that painting now, like in real life. I can't remember if we already talked about this, but some of the art from House of Anubis is being sold. Don't ask us where, because we don't remember. Somewhere in Liverpool. So if anyone wants to drop like a thousand dollars. it's Oh, it's at a thrift shop, isn't it? Oh, no, I I it's like a thrift shop, but it's like not a thrift shop. I think so, yeah. The wall, they were like knocking on the wall, and I just made the note, the wall is hollow like my head. Yeah. <laughs> like all of their heads, because they ain't got no brain cells. Right. So they start calling like the thread, like the thread things that are in the spider web test right like the things that they have to hook they start calling them a silver thread of fate so i said what is this silver thread of fate thing seriously invisible string oh i think i think there's a mention of the silver thread of fate in the clue and then so the like picture wire that the picture was hanging on is the silver thread of fate oh i'm like when i started saying the silver thread of fate and i was like i don't know what these kids are on about (laughs) yeah this I should have wrote down the clue, but the clue was so wordy, so it's just hard to remember. And I was like, I'm too lazy to write like, it down, so I think that was part of the clue. What, what are these but... kids on about? And then I said, and not their 2012-ass outfits again. There were many, many 2012 yeah. outfits. Patricia is wearing a shirt that is simultaneously floral and leopard print with a mini skirt and fishnet tights. <laughs> Nina is wearing... <laughs> Her typical Nina fashion, wearing a long sleeve t shirt, a long sleeve Henley underneath a t shirt for some reason. In shorts! <laughs> um, Fabian I can't believe House wearing... Manubis is a period piece. It's a period piece in the 2010. It's like when you watch High School Musical, the musical, the series, and they act like the High School Musical wardrobe is like a period piece. Basically. I'm like, yikes, this is how we fucking dress. I know. <laughs> All right, wow. That's the end of this episode. Let's award brain cells. Even though I think I put they all were like pretty equally smart this week trying to uncover this clue. They understood it a lot better than I did. So go team. <laughs> okay. On that note, I don't I don't think Patricia gets points this week. That's fair. She didn't really do anything. She was just like, I'm blind. Eddie, don't kiss me. Haha. <laughs> Unless. <laughs> okay. I love the fact that I added to the chart a little tab that says 
minus one to each Sabuna member, and I just think that's really funny. <laughs> and I think that was from last week's episode. Yeah, they redeemed themselves this week. So, ship of the week? Um, obviously petty. This was a petty episode, so. It was. Well, like, there's no question. I put honorable mention I- to Jarena, but this to is a petty episode. Jarena in the O23s that are Nina, Jerome, and Amber, and Nina, Jerome, and Fabian. Yeah, actually, those are the real ships of the week. Sorry, Petty. <laughs> OT3s. Sorry to Petty. We got two OT3s. <laughs> Just pot- perhaps an OT4. Just need a Jerome. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Throw Joy into the mix, too. Make it an OT5. The whole house is like an OT, like, whole- a million people. OT12. OT12. I love the fact that they uh, just made Willow, Willow and Joy related for, for why. Alright, so you guys want to play a game? Yeah. No. Well, too bad. <laughs> no. Too bad. So, I uh, scrolled through Tumblr, Tumblr earlier tonight, and I found some pretty gift sets with character quotes on them. So I'm going to read the character quotes, and you're going to tell me who said it. There's ten of them, and I don't repeat any characters. Any episode so, ever? Any episode ever. Oh, God. So, good luck. Some of them are really easy, some of them are not. So, Alright, number one. I can't pretend that there is any other girl in the entire world for me. That's Jerome. Jerome. That's the bullshit. Like, he didn't hook up with half the house. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's Jerome. When I typed in HOA edit, like, looking through the tag on Tumblr, it was, like, all Jeroy in the beginning. And I was like, cool. Love this for me. You love Jeroy. That's why that was there. All right, next one. That's not in the script. Is it Mara? (laughs) <laughs> it's Mara about something Jerome enjoyed it on it's the stage Jerome of the play. Like straight up made it right? out in the middle of the play. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's Mara. It's Mara when they start making out on stage. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I can picture this happening, but they just decided to make out. <laughs> like, yeah. Mr. Sweet was like crying, like, sir. Sweet was like, I, I was, was, about I was like, also crying. Mr. Sweet was too emotionally invested. <laughs> Mr. Sweet, you're about to have your next generation of students if you don't break it up. <laughs> next one. Don't we normally just ask a ghost or something? Probably Amber. That feels like an Amber quote. It feels Amber. It was actually a Patricia quote. Oh, oh damn. That was my second guess. Yeah, they. Yeah. I don't remember the exact context of the scene. They were all on like a computer researching something. So I think she was like, don't we normally just ask a ghost So, so like, this is like sassy Patricia, snark, not yeah. dumb Amber, which is what Okay, <laughs> so the quote was either... That's why I was like, the quote is either dumb Amber or snarky Patricia. There's no in between. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny how similar their lines are, though. I never thought about that, Like depending on the context. <laughs> it's so funny, though, because like the delivery is so different. Yeah. All right, the next one. And I want to be a millionaire. Jerome? No. We already had Jerome. Alfie? Alfie's the only boy I can think of. It's it's definitely a male quote, but like, I think it's it's either Alfie or Eddie. I think Alfie. S- seems like some shit Jerome would say, but I don't think it's Jerome because we're going to a Jerome quote. That's because she said there were no repeats, so I keep writing down who said the oh, quote. So I don't know. Not Jerome. All right, I, so final answer. I guess I'll go with Alfie. What's your answer, Laura? Alfie, I guess. That's right. So that's the scene, I think it's from season one, but they're like, oh, we need to go into Victor's office. We'll have to wait for him to go out. And they're like, he never goes out. And then all of a sudden he comes downstairs and he's like, Trudy, I have to run out. And so Alfie just goes, and I want to be a millionaire. (laughs) It was funny. Alfie really just said, I'm manifesting. 
Yes. <laughs> Alfie was manifesting before it was cool. Next one's a classic. We did good, didn't we? Eddie. It's Eddie. Or is it Fabian? It's Eddie. Why did I think it was Fabian? I think Eddie. Because it was Fabian. It was? <gasps> wait, we thought yeah. that Eddie said that. Or Fabian. No, 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 no. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Okay, wait. No, no, no. This, the, this whole place is still standing despite our best efforts. We did good, didn't we? And then they all laughed, right? I think so. I don't know. It was in a gift set. So. I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, we're fake. But I also crying. crying. I feel like people quote that all the time, and I never knew who said it. So now I, I was like, like, oh. The problem is, I was thinking it was Fabian, and then Elfie, or not Elfie, Laura said it was Eddie, and I was like, yeah, it was definitely Eddie. In my mind, it was Eddie because it would make sense for it to be Eddie in season three. But I'm glad that Fabian got some support because Fabian is an OG and he's the only OG at the yeah. end of the yeah, show. Yeah, Fabian and he had his armor on Mara when he said that. I like that that's what I remember. Aw, I love Fabian. Shout out to Fabian for being the only OG that survived till the end of <laughs> Because we, our Patricia and Alfie aren't like OG OGs. That's true. Fabian, Nina, and Amber are the OGs. OGs. But they're not OGs. Fabian's original three. Alright, next one is nothing a few years of counseling won't fix. <laughs> <laughs> Me? I said that's Laura on Friday. <laughs> when I saw this, I was like, I don't even remember this line. I but remember. It's I like we say it. this all the time. Okay, so we already had Patricia. We already had Jerome. We already had Alfie. We already had Alfie. We already had Fabian. Joel <laughs> We already had Fabian. I'm guessing Joy? KT. Alright, it was actually Nina. Really? Oh. There was a sassy Nina comment. Oh, I love sassy Nina. <laughs> I don't remember the scene, but yeah. Maybe. Oh, that's what, she's what I think it is. I think I mixed it up because I think it was when Patricia was being mean to Nina. I think that she was oh, like, I think you're right. made some sassy comments, but in my oh. mind, I was like, I was when Patricia was being mean to KT. You were close. Well, they're basically the same characters. I, I don't claim Nina, and I claim KT. But like, so one's annoying. Next one. Come on, Sarah. Throw us a bone here. Amber. It's the only one from Sabuna that would have said that that we didn't have yet. Yeah, that seems like Amber. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> All right, next one is easy. We're mates, not dates. Mick. Mick. Yeah. <laughs> I like how I don't even look up from my phone. I'm just like. All right, next. Take it from a girl who always makes things worse. Joy. Big sad face emoji. It's joy, but I don't like it. It's joy. All right, and the last one. I always feel great after a good night of shenanigans. Eddie? Don't you, Yacker? It's Eddie. Yeah. <laughs> you even finished the line. I had to cut that part out so it wasn't too obvious. But you're like, <laughs> you're like every I Eddie line. I know we're like, in shenanigans. What shenanigans? Did we not have Willow or KT? No, I just couldn't find any for them. Oh, so I just did that. Oh, jeez. Wait, we were, were only trying to do the season two characters. Obviously, my ass didn't listen to the rules, but you like, just guessing KT as an answer. <laughs> Oh well, I didn't. I didn't tell you that the KT wasn't an option. I didn't tell you that Willow wasn't an option. I oh, just said I, I only did ten. Just, I just assumed you were only reading the characters in season two. So good job, guys. I didn't keep score. So if you were listening, and you feel like keeping score, tweet us and tell us who won. Because <laughs> I, I didn't think, keep track. I think it was Emily. I think it was probably Emily. Yeah. <laughs> Go Emily. I also reblogged some of the gift sets that I used to pull quotes from. So if you want to see them. Uh, they're on my Tumblr, maracampbell.tumblr.com, because we're all still out here with the Mikara handle <laughs> in the year 2021. And she should be. We really need to make an Anubis backwards Tumblr. Can we get? Yeah, we need to make an Anubis backwards Tumblr. Tweet us if you want us to make a Tumblr. 
we probably will um but anyway thank you guys so much for listening to this episode um if you want to follow us on social media our instagram is at anubis backwards pod our tiktok is also at anubis backwards pod our twitter is anubis podcast our patreon is patreon.com slash anubis backwards we're actually about to record a bonus episode so if you want to check that out subscribe to our patreon you can always send us an email anubisbackwardspod at gmail.com we love hearing from you guys and if you would like to submit a voice memo and actually like record your voice talking about something and have us react to it you can go to our anchor page that's anchor.fm slash anubis backwards so thank you guys so much for listening and we will see you next week and me and laura are gonna go um have a taylor swift dance party and we should probably facetime emily while we're there there's so much i wanted to say the way i see it is there anyone it's a